The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you longing for a place where hope, ideas, and new ways of thinking can arise? For nearly 50 years, Omega Institute's campus in Rhinebeck, New York, has been a gathering place where world-class teachers provide innovative educational experiences that cultivate extraordinary potential in us all. Join us either on campus or online. To learn more, visit eomega.org. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to move from your good life to one that is amazing? Then you've tuned in to the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you the tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is amazing. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome, everyone, and I'm so glad you're joining us today on From Good to Amazing. This is the type of show today that you're going to want to share with all your family members and all your friends because we're talking about a conversation that so few people seem to be having these days, and that is there is an abundance everywhere in the universe, and it is all around us and available to us. About 25 years ago, I was fortunate in my life to meet a dynamic woman that stood in front of the room and said, My name is Edwin Gaines, and I am a woman of power. (laughs) So many times on this show, we talk about concepts about moving from good to amazing. I'm happy to say that Edwin has lived being from good to amazing. Edwin, welcome to our show today. Oh, thank you, Temple. It's so good to be here with you today. I just love the work that you are doing, and I I wouldn't even want to say how many thousands and millions of people and lives that you have changed from your work and standing grounded in the truth that there's always enough. Tell us about your journey, because there's so many people that get an opportunity in all countries to listen to our yes. online radio show that... Uh, surprisingly don't know about your work. So tell us about your beginning days and how you transformed your life through God within you and became this prosperous person that you are. Thank you. Well, you know, um, I I started off my journey in real poverty, and uh, I think that's what drove me to try to find uh, the spiritual laws of prosperity. And, um, you know, someone gifted me um, Charles Fillmore's book on prosperity, and i got to tell you, at the time, it was way over my head, you know, but I knew there was some sort of truth in there. And um, I guess a, a breakthrough day came for me when, and I was in that process one day of trying to decide who gets paid this month and who gets postponed. I, I know a lot of people have been in that position. It's not a fun position to be in. And and I, I began to pray. And I, First of all, I felt sorry for myself. You know, oh, my God, I'm a victim. I'm working as hard as I can work. I had was going for two jobs, single parent, living in a one-bedroom apartment. Many days we didn't have food in the house. It was just a mess. And so I, I started to feel sorry for myself, and then I got mad at God. And I said, okay, God, now, look, I really believe that Jesus meant it when he said, I've come that you might have life and life abundantly, uh, but obviously I don't know how to do that. Show me. And uh, I was guided to find my, my old dusty Bible. I drug it out, and it fell open to that wonderful scripture in Malachi. You know what I'm talking about. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. Oh, my God. That just scared the bejesus out of me. But the promise was, prove me. Prove me now, it says. And I will open you the windows of heaven. Well, God, you know, I was thinking how I paid rent, how I paid the car payment. I, I don't have enough money for food this week. You know, all those, how will I, how will I. But, you know, there was something there that I felt like that was an answer to prayer. I'd ask God to show me, and I was guided to that scripture. So I began my first little spiritual endeavor around prosperity. I started to tithe, and I committed to tithe for six months. 
It was very scary. My ties were very small. But after three months, my income was doubled. After six months, my income had tripled. Well, I wasn't going to stop there. I could tell what was happening there. And so it's just been a powerful adventure ever since, really playing this wonderful game of life that, that God has, has given us to play. Well, I love um, your story because there's so many people out there right now that are, are just focusing on what they don't have. Right. And you offer insight and steps in your book, yeah. uh, The Four yeah. Spiritual Laws to Prosperity. You offer uh, the way in which if people will practice them, uh, their lives can truly transform. I know within our own community here at First Unity, there's been hundreds of people that their lives have been transformed because they have applied the four spiritual laws. Would you yes. like to tell us a little bit about some of those laws? And I, I urge everybody to get the book because this is the kind of book where you want to take notes, you know, and you want to use your yellow highlighter pen and, right. you know, this right. kind of thing to, to really uh, be part of the process of change. But uh, talk to us about how you started applying those laws, uh, Ed Rain, in your life. Well, well, Temple, you know, uh, I was really searching because I, I had done the best I knew how to do, and I could not make it, you know. We, I mean, it was really a struggle, and I knew there had to be a better way, so I really did begin to search. And, and I found that first law, the law of tithing, when I did that, uh, things shifted, and, and I, I wanted to find what a tithe is because a lot of people have misconception. It, it, a tithe is one tenth of all that we receive financially, given back on a regular and disciplined basis to that person, place, or institution where we received our spiritual food. Now, I'm not talking about giving to charity. That's a kind thing to do. Yes, we ought to do that, but that is not a tithe. A tithe goes where you're fed spiritually, and only you know where that is. So when we do that, when I found that when I did that, uh, Charles Fillmore says in his book, Prosperity, that your faith is increased 100-fold, and I found that to be true for me. I found that my faith increased and gave me courage to, to act on the divine ideas that came, and, and uh, amazing things began to happen in my life. And so uh, the first spiritual law, I believe, is to, to acknowledge that you know that God is your source, not your paycheck, not your stash, not your spouse, not your retirement fund, but God. And the way that we acknowledge that we know that is by, by returning one-tenth of all that we receive back where we're fed spiritually. It's a very. It, it's supposed to be a faith building process, and and so people say, "But I'm afraid." Well, honey, you're supposed to be afraid, but you can't have fear and faith in your heart at the same time. So choose which one you're going to let run your life. And no, I, there's only, I, yeah, there's only one F you can go with: fear or faith. Right. Now, That's now right. I, I I know another another thing that that people always bring up to you right away, and mm-hmm. I, I think this is important because a lot of times this is right where people go. They'll say, well, you know, I don't really, I can't really afford to give money, uh, mm-hmm. so I, well, I'll just, I give a lot of time to my, you know, my local church or yeah. my local spiritual community right. or my synagogue. I give time, but I don't mm-hmm. give money. Yeah, I hear that a lot, especially from church volunteers. And, and God bless church volunteers. Giving every time is valuable. But what you get back is all the time you need. If you want more money, you have to tithe your money. And, and the, the, the very resistance to tithing money comes from a belief that there's not enough to go around. And as long as you are living with that belief, there's not enough to go around, that will be your life experience. So one of the wonderful things that tithing does is forces us into a, an expanded belief system. Now, when I first started to tithe, the first three months that I tithed, nothing much happened. You know, I, 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 uh, we did eat. They didn't turn off my electricity. I did a lot of affirmations such as creditors can't eat me. Creditors can't eat me. And, and at the, I hung in there because my commitment was to do it for six months. At the end of three months, my income was doubled. At the end of six months, my income had tripled. Well, I wasn't going to stop there. I could tell something was happening here, and it's been increasing ever since, and I am so grateful. And today, I live a life that many would consider a life of great wealth, and I am very grateful to God for all the good that I have. 
And it's amazing, your book is not only in English now, but it's now in Spanish. It's and now it's in being, Spanish. It's being featured yes. throughout throughout the, the world. It's just yes, absolutely yes. amazing. And you travel all over the world. Yes, I just got an order this past week for 200 books from Nigeria, and which is always exciting to hear from the foreign countries, you know. Oh, of and, course, uh, absolutely, yeah. because you're you're teaching them uh, what so many of us in the states have been fortunate to hear and and to practice. I know when I first started, uh, you know, coming to your workshop type, I signed up for everything, and then when you would travel <laughs> into town, I I signed up for everything, and I had you know grew up in a system where we had um, a lot around us, but you know, tithing to our community was like. I mean, the same checks were written week after week after week. I mean, there was no relationship with it at all. There was no energy in it at all. It's like, well, this is what I'm supposed to do, you know, and and we're known there down at the local community hall at the church, and, you know, Mm -hmm. they named the fellowship hall after us, and, well, we really need to write this check. And it it just had no um, energy around it at all. Uh, But then after coming to... To your program, it was like there was an excitement about it and and an enthusiasm about it. And the same thing happened to me. I, I doubled my income, and then mm-hmm. in about nine months, I, I tripled my income. And, and it would be amazing to see what would happen because at the time I was in sales, I'm, I'm still in sales as, as you are, but it's a different kind. Because, <laughs> right. you know, I, I was selling products then, but right. now I'm selling ideas. But, um, you know, and but it was such an excitement to be able to write that check. And it was just like a ritual. It wasn't let me hurry up and get this done uh, like it was a a bill or, you know, it was a it's like I'm excited to give. My heart is open and I got excited about the places that I was sending uh, the money. And I got involved in a uh, community there in Fort Lauderdale, and it made me thrilled to do better because then I knew that I could give them towards being able to do better. It was a win-win for everybody. It was. I love it. It just changes your life, and um, it does. It does. Thank you. And for I that. urge people. Yeah, and Temple, I think what you said was so important that we don't let it become routine or by road. And and I suggest that every time you receive money, the first check or checks that you write are your tithe checks. And I, I pray about every one. I make every one an act of worship. And I ask and pray. Well, the first step is thank you, God, because all we receive comes from God. And the second step I ask is, where does this tithe go? Remind me where I've been fed. And sometimes it goes all to one church or one teacher or one minister. And sometimes I divide it up and send it to several different places where I have received spiritual food, and that's the key there. And the promise is when you do that, the windows of heaven will open for you, and they have certainly opened for me, and I am very grateful. Well, we're grateful to you and and thrilled that you're doing this work. So it's important to, to start and begin now. Uh, for those that are joining us today and for those that are going to be hearing this in the future, it's important to start tithing and to make it an experience, not just a quick moment to get it out of the way or a dread or a fear. And I'm hearing you say, Edwin, too, that it's important to have this feeling of grace while you're doing it. Because if you're yeah, writing yeah. it and having this feeling of fear attached to it, then that's not the idea either. It's to have this feeling yeah. of grace mm-hmm. that you can do Absolutely. it and mm-hmm. be joyful mm-hmm. that you can do it. Um, and I, I think it's important, too, that you're saying to allow the time uh, for the gestation of your universe to shift. So, and I, and, and I have people call me, you know, and they'll go, Reverend Temple, you know, I've been doing this and I've been following Edwin's material and I've been following your lessons about, you know, tithing and giving. Um, you know, and I, I and I don't and I don't see a change, and I don't see this, and I don't see that, and I'm getting ready to you know give it up, and I go. That's the moment when you need to stay with it more than ever because yes. you're getting yes. ready to have a paradigm shift, and that's right. So close to it when you're at that moment of turning around, that's mm-hmm. usually the moment of new direction. 
That's right. Exactly. That's so true. And the other part that you mentioned there about giving with a feeling of grace, and I know, I, I have to say, I know that's the ideal, and I wish I could say that I started that way. But, you know, I did start with a lot of fear, but I was so fed by the idea that the scriptures say all you need is faith the size of a mustard seed, and you have to have that to write that tide check. And so I counted on that faith to grow, and now I give give so joyously, but when I first started, I gave with a, a little bit of faith and, and a, a lot of fear, but I, I, I chose to believe, I, and I would, say to, I would say to God, now, you know, I'm believing this scripture that the windows of heaven are going to open for me, not that God needed to hear that, but I need to say it for myself, you know, that feeling, because I was scared, but at the same time, I, I, there was some kind of inner knowing that this was the way to go. I also recall that around that time frame when you were into making the commitment to change your life, mm-hmm. that you also talked about the relationship of treating yourself differently. And yeah. uh, you, you gave an example of um, buying that jar of olives because that would be something <laughs> that at the time, you have no idea how many stories of yours I know almost verbatim. Because, I mean, I just, I believe in your work so much because it works. But, um, you, you, so you talk about the outrageousness of how that seemed at the time. Yes, of, of yes. buying something at the grocery store that was beyond the staple items and the, the rice and the beans of survival. And your, your friend had said, you know, buy something unique for yourself. And yes. that's an important aspect of this, isn't it? Because we, yes. you know. Uh-huh. Yes, to make she said buy something that makes you feel rich. That was it at the level that you can spend. You know, not, don't go out and charge a new Lexus or anything. But at the level I could spend, my my it stretched my budget so much to buy this little bottle of olives that had almonds in them. It was a dollar twenty nine. I remember no telling what they cost today, but it was scared me because I needed bread, I needed peanut butter. You know, I needed the staples. And mm-hmm. uh, but something happens as you well know when we. Step outside our comfort zone, and we start to treat ourselves with love, respect, and dignity, rather than just getting by. Doing something kind and nice for ourselves—it's just the way we feel in the world. And in order to be rich, you have to feel rich, and that was the key for me. That's powerful. That's so yeah. powerful. It was for me, yes, ma'am. Well, I want to remind everybody that you can um, know about Edwin and her travel schedule and also just the multifaceted work that she has to offer, including her retreat center. That information is on Prosperity Products, that's plural, prosperityproducts.com. I'm Temple Hayes, and we are featuring Edwin Gaines, Leading Edge Prosperity Teacher, in the globe, in the world, that's what I'm saying, and we'll be right back. Thank you for joining us today. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. From on the air to on the sea, pack your bags and come with me. Hey, hey. A little more summer, a little more sun, a little less work and a lot more fun. A little more beach, a little more sand, a little less stress and a lot more pain. 
Join your favorite Unity Online Radio hosts for Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. On this fun-filled Caribbean adventure, enjoy sunshine, exceptional dining, and island excursions. Feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation, plus one-on-one time with some of your favorite hosts. That's Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. To learn more, go to unity.fm slash cruise. A little more sunset, a little more sea, a little less do and a lot more be. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and to join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Pacific on Spirit of Recovery where we talk about what keeps you growing only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. And I want to thank you again for all your support of From Good to Amazing. Thank you for using Twitter, Facebook, and all your other connections. The simple thing of picking up the phone and calling someone and sharing about these great messages. I really support your, uh, appreciate your support and, and sharing the great message. Uh, we're all here to live. We're coded to live an amazing life. And along the way, we have been uh, influenced or put in a box from other people's limited beliefs in that we are limited or that we can have just an ordinary getting by life. There's people like Edwin Gaines, who is our guest today, that are out teaching people around the globe that you can be abundant, you can be prosperous, and it's your divine heritage. You're not here to play small. We never benefit ourselves or those around us by playing small. So thank you, Edwin, for the gift that you continue to offer the world in stretching people uh, beyond their comfort level because that's what it's all about. And, you know, you're talking about in the early days of, of your being afraid, and I get that a lot of times too when I'm traveling. And when people see us, you know, in front of a room or sharing, you know, from our heart space, they assume that, okay, we just popped out like that. <laughs> you know, we just stepped up and started talking and, you know, never had a problem in the world or, you know, somebody will come up to me and say, you know, Reverend Temple, I, you know, I really want to be a minister or I want to be a teacher or I want to do the kind of work similar to what Edwin's is, you know, Edwin is doing, but, you know, I'm still waiting, you know, to this works out or that and I go, you know, Girl, I would still be waiting. I mean, the time to start is today. <laughs> That's right. Exactly right. Absolutely. You know, and and to wait till you get perfect. You know, uh, <laughs> you will still be sitting there. You know. Well, the well, the one thing that uh, really hit home with me in my years of shamanism as a shamanic practitioner, and I know Edwin that this is very near and dear to your heart as well. But with uh, Angelus Arian's work about the uh, archetype of the heart, uh, yes. the four archetypes, the interesting thing is the healer, the shadow of the healer is perfectionism. It's so interesting mm-hmm. that here all of us can be these light workers or healers or, you know, impact or indeed make a difference. But we ha- we're so many people are held back by the need to be perfect before they ever yeah. start. And um, so thank you for not waiting and, and jumping out there. And, uh, <laughs> are you saying you don't think I'm perfect, Temple? <laughs> I think you are amazing. 
Uh, I know, I know exactly what you're saying, but you know, it's really true, and sometimes it's kind of embarrassing about how imperfect we really are, you know, when we catch ourselves doing the things we know we shouldn't do, or things we shouldn't say, or things we shouldn't think, and yet we're very human, and to love ourselves enough to forgive ourselves, and that's one of the laws that I continue to practice every day. You know, we talked about tithing, but another one of those powerful spiritual laws is the law of forgiveness. You got to forgive yourself and everybody else all the time and i know i know you know how important that is as well oh goodness it's daily you know i mean i I, it's an opportunity for giving to yourself Mm -hmm. um every day i mean i i catch myself sometimes um at night, at the end of the day, you know, forgiving myself for missing an opportunity just to be kind at the grocery store yeah. or yeah. passing a staff member on the campus of mm-hmm. just because I was so into getting it done versus being, you know. Right, um, exactly. It can be subtle. And I think that's the part, um, you know, that's so significant for people. I think that's an area where you're such a great teacher is when people think of forgiveness, they tend to go back to the type, the top five events of their lives or the top three that happened in their childhood or whatever. And, yeah, I, I think those are kind of always, you know, we're, we're revisiting those in unique ways as we deepen our relationship with ourselves. But it's the subtle ways, too, don't you think, that I add see. up. The missing the moments of just the miracles that are around you. I think sometimes we can forgive ourselves because we we prayed for more business opportunities, and then our phone starts ringing a lot, and then we start complaining because we're so busy. <laughs> so we can forgive ourselves for our mixed messages, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And I I like to say, and I often say in the workshops, you know, that that I have done a lot of forgiveness work in my life, and I continue to work on it on a daily basis. And one of the things I've noticed about my own process is the only people I ever have to forgive are those people who don't do things my way. And it's laughable, but it's true for all of us, isn't it? And we yeah. just look out there, and they're, we're judging them, or we're condemning them, or we're being annoyed by them because they're not doing it our way. So one of my prayer techniques is every night before I go to sleep, I ask myself in prayer, have I put anyone outside my heart today? Yeah, because that's the key. As you say, just snubbing someone or walking by and not acknowledging them or being too busy, you know, that's putting them outside our heart. It's not, as you say, it's not being there. It's trying to get things done instead and and so to watch that and it gets easier but every day it seems there's somebody that i had i didn't mean to but i just put them outside my heart because i was so busy doing god things you know that feeling (laughs) oh goodness yes absolutely i know that um in my early 30s i i was there that you know i was so driven by okay getting a message out there and making a difference in the world but i'd pass my neighbors every day and barely say hello you know and it, it, you know it's like hello that's not congruent if you want to make a difference in the world then just look yeah. next door look right beside you um look at how somebody can touch or grace your life just with who they are you yeah. know so yeah. Uh, yes, I, I, I do know. Uh, could you tell our um, listening audience about the story of your grandmother on watching the television? Oh, yeah. Was yes. that your grandmother? Oh. That, <laughs> my grandmother. That's one of, yeah. That's one of my favorite stories. <laughs> Well, when I was a young, young, I would say in my early teens, uh, our grandmother, my grandmother lived with us. And uh, one of the practices that we shared was in the evening, she and I would sit and watch the news on television. She in her rocking chair and her snuff and her snuff can, and you know what I'm talking about. And she'd rock and we'd watch the news together. Well, at the time, we, we lived in Houston, at the time, the they were having, the police were having a roundup uh, every evening on the news of the ladies of the evening, I put in quotes there. And uh, my grandmother would see that on the news and she would say, those hussies, I just hope they hang them. Well, that went on for several evenings and the story would come on and show these ladies, they would, you know, be rounding them up and take them in the police station, fingerprinting them, stick them behind bars and every night my granny would say the same thing. And finally I I just got, you know, you, well, you get that 
stage where you know just enough to be dangerous. So I said to my grandmother, I said, Granny, have you ever heard of something called reincarnation? She said, no, what's that? I said, well, some people believe that whatever you condemn in this lifetime, you condemn yourself to experience in the next lifetime. Well, her eyes got big as saucers. She didn't say a word. She just kept rocking. Well, the next night, we sat and watched the news again, and again, there was another story of the police going out and rounding up all these ladies, fingerprinting them and sticking them in the pokey. Well, I waited to see what my grandmother would say, and I watched and watched, and finally, she just was rocking very slowly, and she said, bless their hearts. She got it. She she really heard what I said, and it was just such a quick transformation, if we could all be that quick, you know? I love that. I love that. Sweet. It's so it's so pertinent to mm-hmm. to what you're saying about yes. about forgiveness because um, to do the blessing, it just kind of uh, it does. It puts you back in your heart. It gets you in that you know away from your head of judging someone, yeah. um, and also looking at the the perspective that you know you may not know have any idea of what that person's going through at that particular oh time God, yes. that made them blow the horn at you at the traffic light or, yeah. or, or or made them do whatever it was that we deem that they did unto us. Mm-hmm. I know you have a lot of valuable teaching around that. Um, what are a couple of other things that you would like to say towards forgiveness? Because that's so, such simple. a big deal for people. It is. And, you know, I, one of the things I hear repeatedly is, Oh, Edwin, I can forgive other people, but I just cannot forgive myself. And, I, you know, that just, it just makes my heart want to grab them and shake them and say, John, you have to. You know, when you were born, nobody slapped a manual in your hand and said, this is how you live your life. And most of us were born to imperfect parents. They loved us as much as they could, coming from their background, their experience. But, you know, some of it was kind of pitiful. And all along the pathway, we have always done the best we knew how to do. And some of the things we did were just just stupid. You know, we made some ignorant decisions. We did some nasty things. We thought some ugly things. But we've got to forgive ourselves. Because, you know, if we had the opportunity to redo those things today, we would do them in a higher and better way. But we don't have that option. We have to forgive ourselves. So then, as you know, Temple, the question comes up, how do I do that? What's your answer to that? I tell you, there's been um, a number of times in my life how I really get in touch with, aside from the fact, as what I said earlier, that Forgiveness to me is an opportunity every day to look at in what subtle ways I have missed a moment of receiving joy and love in my life. Um, But the bigger pieces, uh, when I'm in a place that I don't feel that things are happening with a flow, because things Mm -hmm. to me are always happening with a flow, like I think about somebody they'll call, um, I have a desire and it, you know, I get a phone call and somebody wants to gift me with what I was just thinking about. I truly believe in manifesting that it's all around us. So when I'm not seeing something happen, it's like, okay, I, I really need to go to the drawing board and go inside myself. And I've taken a couple of days off uh, on many occasions. And I just sit down with a, a book, uh, preferably online paper. And I go yes. to town. <laughs> and some of the, yeah. the words that I write down, I'm kind of surprised because they're not words I use commonly uh, or right. whatever. You know, they're not thoughts that I have commonly, but I don't judge it at the time. Mm-hmm. I just let it go, let it go, let it go, let it out, let it out, let it out. And, uh, wow, I, I feel like I've, I've lost uh, 10 or 15 pounds uh, after that two-day period. It is so powerful for me. I love that. That is so good. And it's such a gift to yourself. It's being good to yourself. Instead of carrying around all that baggage, you're taking the time to unload it, to spend time forgiving. You know, Charles Fillmore suggested that we forgive 30 minutes a day. You know, and I'll tell you, I I did that one time. Uh, I don't do it now, and I probably will start again to to 
put my attention in that area, but uh, I started writing out, I, Edwin, forgive myself completely, 35 times in the morning, 35 times in the evening for seven days. You know, the scriptures talk about the 70 times 7 of forgiveness. And then I would do, I, Edwin, forgive my father completely, 35 times in the morning, 35 times in the evening for seven days, and mother and brother and ex-husbands and all that stuff. And I found wonderful peace that came it was it took a while to do that so that was my 30 minutes a day and i i find that to be an incredibly powerful self treatment wow that is powerful that's something i want to incorporate in in my life so 35 times in the morning and 35 times in the in the evening you write out that you and then stating your name that you forgive yes. yourself or anything uh-huh. and just that... make a simple statement I and we forgive myself completely then you don't have to write out why or all that stuff just completely and then if you do that that's 70 times a day for 7 days and that is 70 times 7 and I found that as I was doing that my ego would pop up and say you don't have to be doing this but if I would push on through other things that I had forgotten that were buried so deeply inside would pop up and I would cry tears and I would release and it was just a a wonderful, profound experience for me. Mm -hmm. I think another way that you um, are such a role model is in in the scripture and this is the missing that I think a lot of people just, I don't know, they just ride right over it. Um, you know, we're taught that it's not okay to love yourself in a lot of the, you know, traditional religious uh, gatherings. But it, it doesn't say, you know, love your neighbor and then if you have anything left, um, you know, work on you. Um, it it exactly. truly says as yourself. And yes. that, that as is such a huge word, um, right. as yourself, because it is just what you're saying if you're, if only the level that you love yourself can you ever believe that anything or anyone or a higher power or your creator or anyone can love you. And oh, um, people sometimes are, are shocked by that statement, but it's so true. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that love for yourself, if somebody's going around telling you that God loves you, you go, yeah, right, sure. Right. Please, you know, give me a break. That is so, so profound, Temple. And, you know, you can tell if you see a person or you're around a person that's always uh, condemning and judging and complaining about others, you know their major issue is self-love. Yes. Because you can't love other people if you don't love yourself. So if a person doesn't love himself, he can't do anything but judge and criticize others because that's what he or she is doing to himself all the time. Yes, that is so true. It's absolutely so true. Are there any other exercises that you do with forgiveness? Well, I do the one uh, where I have I do a personal inventory about every six to eight months, a, a forgiveness inventory, and I I go apart a while away from the phone, and the computers, and I take my journal and I spend the whole day alone with God, just reviewing my life, just to see if there's any kind of negative emotions attached to any of my memories. And so uh, I do this uh, in order to just make sure I'm getting a a really good thorough cleaning of my inner temple, and uh, you. You know the story that I told at, at workshops that happened maybe 15 years ago or so. Uh, do we have time to tell that now, do you think? I think this would be a good time for us to go to break and a okay. great way for us to come back because nobody okay. tells a story like Edwin Gaines. We are featuring today on From Good to Amazing, Edwin Gaines, leading edge author, best-selling author throughout the globe on the four laws of spiritual prosperity. And her products, her schedule, her counseling, her retreats, and everything that she offers are on the website at prosperityproducts.com. That's prosperityproducts.com. And her book, known throughout the world, is The Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity, A Simple Guide to Unlimited Abundance. I'm Temple Hayes, and we will be right back. Thank you for joining us. Hi, my name is Lynn Twist. I'm the author of The Soul of Money. If you're struggling right now with a financial crisis, I recommend going to www.unityfm and listening to our course, 
about the soul of money and how to handle this in a way that brings out the deep spirituality that's available at this time. You know, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. Join author Lynn Twist for the blessing of the financial crisis. You'll learn new techniques to use the current economic situation to redefine your relationship with money. It's available now for immediate download at unity.fm in the video download section. away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio, the teachings of Unity's founders, almost a hundred years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Right here on Unity FM. The voice of an awakening world. We now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome back, everyone, and we've been waiting during the commercial because Edwin guaranteed us a great story. <laughs> Edwin, it's so fun having you on the show today, and oh, thank you. especially in, in um, what people keep referring to as these times. And But, you know, the thing about empowerment is the times are only when you make the decision yourself to be part yes. of change. Yes. And exactly. I... I have faced the dark of feeling like there wasn't enough long before I could blame Wall Street or my parents or, you know, all those other things. And that's exactly what you're saying today. Now people just have more things that they blame. Um, And I'm not saying that some of them don't have some fact. But in spiritual truth, uh, there's a law for good that's working for us all the time. So thank you for being with us. Tell us your great story. Well, um, uh, I was talking about doing a forgiveness inventory, going apart a while and just reviewing my life to see if there's any kind of negative emotions attached to any of my memories. So the incident that I like to share happened about maybe 15 years ago. I I go apart a while and I I go way back. I I take my journal and I, I review thinking about my grandparents, my parents, my little brother, early school teachers and classmates and then high school boyfriends and girlfriends and I get up to college and professors and activities and and then I get up to work situations, bosses and coworkers, employees and then I get up to all my ex-husbands and that just takes forever to do that. So I got up to husband number two. Well, I was just sure that we were complete. I had not seen or heard of this man in about 30 years at this time. Didn't know where he was. I didn't even ever give him a thought. But as I'm doing my inventory, thinking about our time together, some of that old yamma yamma stuff came up, that monkey mind chatter. He said this, and I did that, and his mother got involved, and yeah, 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 that kind of stuff. So I thought, this will never do. So I sat there, and I affirmed for that man every good thing I could think of, out loud and with power. I said things like, I see you happy and healthy, vibe your life, energetic. I see you getting along great with your kids, traveling, living in a beautiful home, engaged in nurturing and loving relationships, still running and playing tennis and racquetball the way you used to love to do, successful in all your business. I mean, I went on for about half an hour just affirming every good thing I could think for this man. And when I got through, I felt good. Well, I went on about my business. The very next week, I got a letter from this man. 
Now, you understand, I've not seen or heard from him in about 30 years. Evidently, he called Unity Village and got my current address here in Alabama. And I got from him one of the sweetest letters that I have ever received in my life. It went sort of like this. Dear Edwin, you've been on my mind a lot lately, and I just wanted to touch base with you and let you know how wonderful my life is going these days. I'm happily married to a beautiful woman. We have a brand new, gorgeous home. We're doing a lot of traveling. The kids have all graduated from college. I'm still running, playing tennis, racquetball. My business are very successful. Everything that I had affirmed for him, he's feeding right back to me as so. And then he says, I'm writing because I wanted to thank you for the contribution that you made to my life and to let you know that I remember with fondness some of the laughter that you shared and that we shared together and the good times that we had. And I remember also with sort of a bittersweet poignancy some of the very difficult lessons that we had to learn with each other. But what I want you to know more than anything is this, he wrote in his letter, the thing I want you to know more than anything is that no matter how wonderful my life is today i am knowing that yours is even better oh so sweet and inside the envelope he had included for me a check for three thousand dollars so i pretty much pray for him every week now now people just <laughs> laugh at that point you know but it's a good it's a good thing to remember you know those people that you've had a grudge against to start praying for them you know that scripture that says uh, you know the one about love your enemies, do good to them that despitefully use you, bless them that curse you and pray for them. If we can get to that holy place where we can love people the way God loves them and we can let go of our pain, our wounds, our, our shame, our guilt, then we can allow all the good that God has for us to flow into our lives. And that's what we're about learning to do. No, oh, that's so beautiful. Well, it's it's truly your book that was the creation of the complaint free world, and yeah. in your in your book is going twenty one days without complaining. I I know there were people around here that their their wrist hurt because they were swapping. They we excuse me we. <laughs> they, I understand. You know, I understand. We can't move back and forth with those bands because the idea is every time you complain, then you have to move the band to your other wrist. And right. goodness gracious, that's a that's an undertaking, and it's so beautiful because you become aware of how all this mucky muck is going on in your head about yeah. things that just. You know, have have no meaning at all. Um, you know, one of the things I've been doing for the last, probably the last six months that has really helped me so much, um, like you, you've been a unity minister, I don't know, how many years now? 30-something? Uh, almost 33. Mm-hmm. 33, 33. Almost, I've been almost a minister 30. for 20 years, and in that mm-hmm. experience, you know, we've had lots of opportunities to be at memorials or funerals Uh and what I the the model that I use now is I say whatever I'm making such a big deal about right now is it going to go in my 45 minutes (laughs) is that really going to make it in that 45 minute window Um, it's so helpful it it helps you realize how you can be a workaholic uh, because your work just gets mentioned just a tiny bit I mean, yes. sometimes it's just mm-hmm. a, a one-sentence thing, um, mm-hmm. but it has really, it's really helped me a lot, um, kind of balance. Uh, and, and, do better. and of course, as we know, it, 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 we're learning all the time, aren't we? Absolutely. Yes, learning. we are. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Every day, there's a new one, isn't there? <laughs> Well, I know that not only are you doing great work for individuals that are um, out there just and, and not even familiar with unity, but you also do a lot of great work in the in the unity movement. And I understand that in April, right after Easter, I believe it's eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth of two thousand. No, it's tenth through the twelfth. April tenth through twelfth. Tuesday through Thursday. You're going to be offering a program to Unity Ministers. Tell us about that. Yes. 
It's a minister's retreat. It's for all New Thought ministers, their spouses, and board members. It's here at my retreat center in North Alabama. It is free, and the focus is on uh, sharing prosperity principles that will uh, cause us to lift the prosperity consciousness of our ministries. And it's Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday with a firewalk on Thursday night. There's no charge for it, uh, and all I ask is that ministers enroll in advance because they're have a, a, a limit of 40 uh, for the attendance for this particular retreat. And it's already almost half full. So uh, any ministers who are interested, if they would just email me uh, or, or go to my website, and they can go through that to, to contact us and, and enroll if they were interested. Uh, thank you for doing that. You know, thank you, you for doing that great work. Thank you. Well, I'm, we have, I'm looking um, to it. <laughs> we have a, a few minutes left, and uh, let's hear more from you about uh, those great laws that you offer in, in prosperity. Okay. What's that uh, golden nugget that, well, especially for people today wanting to move from good to amazing, that if they start practicing it, their lives will change? Yes, so we talk about tithing, we talk about forgiveness, and the third spiritual law is we have to set clear-cut, tangible goals. Jesus the Christ said, ask and you shall receive. He did not say, make me guess. So we have to be clear, what do I really want? Now, Charles Fillmore says that desire is the onward impulse of the ever-evolving soul. And what that means for me is that desire that you have in your heart was placed there by God to lead you along your spiritual pathway. And so you honor God when you go for your desires. So my suggestion, I have you know, clear instructions in the book, is write your goals down. Write them down in a very specific way. Catherine Ponder, who's been my mentor for many years, says the more specific you are when you write your goals, the quicker you will have your demonstration. So I urge anyone who's listening right now to take some time tonight, today, tomorrow, write those goals down and be very clear. Don't say I want a new car, but to make the model, the color, and share all the details that are important to you. Be very, very specific, but write them down and then set a date by which you desire to achieve them. Begin to ask yourself, what do I have to change about myself in order to accomplish these goals? I'll tell you, there's an amazing possibility for your life if you're willing to step outside your comfort zone and go for your biggest dreams. That's so powerful. That is absolutely so powerful. You know, another area that that you really helped me is that um, I do have a blessed life, as does everyone. But yeah. I just happen to be aware of it, that I have a blessed life, and it just gets better all the time. But yeah. I found myself on my journey that when I would be talking to somebody else, that things weren't going so great. And I'm not talking about empathy, okay? But what I would find that I would do was that I would start almost apologizing for my good. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Did you ever have that in your early days of, of, of yeah. abundance that you start, you know, you call somebody with happy news and then they would be having not so good news and then you go, yeah. and they go, well, what's going on with you? And you go, ah, uh, nothing, uh. you know, not really. Uh, um, but you. that that way of being wasn't working for me. No, and then I no. really started tuning into the teachings of Jesus, and I didn't see that anywhere with the way he lived either, that no. he would apologize for who he was or, or say, yeah, I know what you mean. It's, it's like that with me sometimes too. He just really held a space of yeah. you know, being connected to, to the source. Exactly, and what we know, Temple, at the core of our being is anybody who is willing to come into alignment with spiritual principle can have everything that they want as well. So it's it's and and so I just wait for people to ask me what what's going on what how are you doing that and then I can jump in and tell them but I'm not going to apologize for how good my life is ever. I'm so grateful to God for it. I love that. We, and, and I think that the statement I made early on in the show, and it, it certainly isn't my quote, um, I think someone else has made it famous, but we never benefit anyone by making ourselves small to fit the moment, yes. do we? Yes, 
We do not. Uh uh-uh. uh. And, and Jesus never did either, you know. And it's not about being egotistic. It's about realizing that you are doing the best you know how to do to come into alignment with spiritual principle. Doesn't mean that we have all the answers yet, but we, we are certainly looking for them. Certainly coming into alignment with the ones that we do understand the best way we can at the moment. You know, and so, and encourage others to do that, you know, and, and I, I will listen to a, a little sob story for a very short time, and then I ask, what are you going to do about it? You know, mm-hmm. what are you going to do about it? To get off the, oh my, oh my, oh my, how awful life is, and what are you going to do about it? Because you have the power to change your life. Anyone does at any given moment. Wow. That's a, that's a great ending point right there. This can be the moment at any moment that your life can change. It's the decision that you make right now that brings you from good to amazing. It's been my privilege and pleasure to be with Edwin Gaines today. And she is a leading author. And I know that, especially those of you that have been hearing her for the first time, she's the author of The Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity. You can find out her schedule and know more about her. And plus, stay connected to her and her great work at the website Prosperity Products. That's plural, prosperityproducts.com. Edwin, thank you so much for being on our show today. It's just been my privilege to come full circle for you to be on my radio show. I feel so blessed. Well, I am so honored. Thank you, Temple. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. And I, again, appreciate you giving your donations and your, your love to Unity Online Radio, the messages that are making a difference in this world that is so ready to hear them. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Monday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern for more tools to move your life from good to amazing. This program is brought to you in part by Temple Hayes Ministries Online at www.templehays.org and First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. Online at www.unitycampus.org. What is the secret to happiness? Why do bad things happen to good people? What is our purpose in life? What must I do to bring healing into my life? Join Rev. Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday for a metaphysical romp. Explore fundamental unity principles put into action through real-life scenarios from people like you. Call in with your questions and spiritual challenges and let Paul take you on a journey of profound personal understanding and transformation. That's Metaphysical Romp with Reverend Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. We invite you to focus your attention inward with these words from Elizabeth Searle Lamb. This is a new day. Lead your conscious mind to that still haven of your soul where your indwelling Christ opens wide the doorway of your heart. At once, mind, soul, and body, you are flooded with the light and love of God. You are lifted high above this earthly plane and filled with the radiance of spirit. Send this love and light on to those whom you hold dear so that it may uplift, heal, and comfort them. As you send this radiance on, you are filled with a new sense of God's power, and you release this power to the whole world to uplift, guide, and bless all people. A day's tasks await you. But God is with you, and with God's help, all shall be done perfectly. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Have you heard about...
about Dr. Tom Shepard's new program on Unity Online Radio? Tom Shepard, isn't he the Unity Magazine question and answer guy? Right. Well, they've actually turned him loose with a radio show, and I hear it's going to be pretty edgy. Edgy? Like what? Guest panelists discussing things like abortion, gay marriage, war and peace, environmental issues, Islamic fundamentalism, universal health care. Yeah, but they'll all be Unity people, right? Oh, no, no, no. He has a list of upcoming guests that sounds like a roll call of the Interfaith Council. Rabbis, priests, liberal and conservative ministers, Buddhist monks, Baha'is, Hindus. And he's going to interview them on the program? Better. He's going to introduce a topic and let them go for it. Imagine having a rabbi and a Catholic priest talking about Jesus as a Jew, or asking a biblical literalist to explain creationism to a liberal Christian Bible scholar. This could get explosive. Does he have guys in black shirts standing by to break up the fights? (laughs) If I know Dr. Tom, he'll keep it both friendly and spirited. Whoa, I gotta hear this. When and where? The program is called Let's Talk About It, and it's on every Thursday at 9 a.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio. So, let's talk about it. Definitely, let's. I'm Laura Worcester, host of the Intuitive Life Podcast. As an intuitive medium and teacher working with the world of spirit, I love to share the peace that comes with the awareness that our departed loved ones are still with us. And I also love to help people explore what it means to live an intuitively led life. Start listening now on mindbodyspirit.fm or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you have an online course or an event or a book you'd like to promote? We've got the right audience for you. Our listeners love content like the show you just heard. You can reach our engaged audiences by advertising right here on mindbodyspirit.fm, the podcast network, in shows about wellness, self-care, spirituality, angels, and more. Contact info at mindbodyspirit.fm.